I wanted to be a multimillionaire. I want to be the judge of how successful or unsuccessful I'm going to Take be. Take control of your life. I meant the hustle was still in me. Let's get to it, man. Um, today's show. I don't even do no intro, so I don't know why I'm fronting like I really do an intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna do that to myself. But Lee Raymond. So let me tell you how this whole Leo. thing came. Leo Raymond. I yeah. apologize, Leo. Yeah. She is perfect. This is my yeah. so um so I don't know how on social media you popped up on my platform. You popped up on my um when I was searching for something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Then I just you were speaking about business systems and things that oh, brother saw like young dude from what it looks like, you know, talking his talk. And I was like, Raymond, you got to be Haitian. Yeah, for sure. I already knew that. When I saw Raymond, I was like, yeah, he's Haitian. Then I didn't know where, I didn't know, for, I didn't know nothing. I was like, you know what? Let me reach out, you know, to bring his brother in the show and I get to learn about him on the show. Okay. So, and then um, just so many other connections. Then you said James, um, James Taylor and, all these things, because long story short, you're here. Welcome. You start off saying that. Appreciate you. Welcome to Hustle's testimony, man. Um, let's get to it a little bit. Give people, before we even get started, what is it that you do? What is it that you do first? So, I mean, um, I like to look at myself like a opportunist. Okay. But um, me right now, I'm an insurance agency owner. I got an insurance office in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, basically, we offer like short-term medical, limited medical, and Obamacare plans. Mm-hmm. So we we basically provide health insurance for the market under 65. Okay. So people who are under 65, we provide health insurance plans for them, uh, all depending on their criteria. How old are you? 25. How? The f- how? Yeah. 25. We got to Haitian. Yeah, I'm, that's why I want to add how you are, so I go back a little bit. Yeah. A lot of it, actually. Um, 25-year-old Haitian young man from Pomp- I'm from Florida. Sunrise. Sunrise, South Florida. Yeah. How did you get to this point? What was that early start? Born and raised in, for- in Sunrise? Born and raised Sunrise, Florida. Parents from Haiti. Haiti. You're Haitian still. Because yeah. I know somebody in this office that actually talk about their um, their parents are Haitian. I yeah. never really heard her say that she was Haitian. That's another story. Um, I think when your parents are born in Haiti, you're, you're Haitian. Just want to let her Haitian know that. Culture at the house. She could hear you say that. Yeah. Just make sure that she hears that she's Haitian. But that's another story. So we have born and raised in South Florida. Haitian parents, both mom and dad in the house? Both mom and dad in the house. How was that growing up with the in this? So what's crazy is my story growing up, I feel like, you know, it really kind of molded me into who I am now. Absolutely. Because when I look at my friends and how they grew up, it's real, real different. You feel me? And even my Haitian parents were Haitian a little bit to the extreme, even sometimes. One of those Haitians. But now, you know, I respect, you know, how they raised me. Give me a little bit of what was different in that capacity. So, for an example, you know, no friends over. I mean, your brother's your friend, your sister's your friend. I got five brothers and sisters. Oh, you had enough, though. You had had enough enough for for sure. For sure. Cousins, when they come from Haiti, they come into my room. You know, boys, they share a room. It's five of us in one room. My Mm, dad did taxi. I love that. My dad was in a taxi. My mom was sewing clothes. You see what mm. I'm saying? So it was just on some like, you know, the people they bring in from Haiti, those are your damn near your parents too. You know, respect Facts. Michelet. 
Facts. You know? And you're like, oh, you don't know me, But you don't even know him, but he could whoop you. Facts. <laughs> yeah, you real Haitian. He, he could whoop you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, they got you. It's almost like an army background. It feels mm-hmm. like I'm walking Very to militant. the bus. My dad might even follow me. Make sure your pants not falling on your way to the bus. Not even make sure you say. What, what you doing, that boy with dreads? Yeah, yeah. Oh, not the on dreads. The team. He on the team. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little different for sure. Um, at the time, I I, I resented it because I felt like, damn, you know, I can't do nothing. I I say sometimes I hate being Haitian, man. My mm. friends are having fun. They going to these little clubs. Oh, you can't go to people's house. And one thing I'll say about being Haitian is, you know, sometimes our parents didn't explain to us why not to do what they were telling us not to do. They just kind of told us. And if you didn't do it, you were in trouble. So when, as I got older, I'm like, okay, you don't want me to go to my friend's house. Cause you know, some of these people's uncles be touching kids. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Some people put stuff in food for real. They just telling me don't go. They don't explain. They don't explain. So a lot of times I just was like, ah, but it it, it molded me. Definitely made me sharper. Well, where do you fall in the brothers and sisters? First, second, you know, fifth. You're the youngest. Fifth, uh, second, the youngest. I got a little sister. Yeah. So that that alone is double the protection because you had older, you had older brother, older sister. Bro, I got older sister. It go like this. It go older sister, then brother, then sister, then brother, then me, then little sister. Well, your parents got a trick. I don't know yeah, what they doing. Back they, to back to back. So then you also had other parents. It wasn't just your parents. I had other parents. Other siblings was your other parents. Si- siblings, parents, the people in the house from Haiti that just came. He came two weeks ago. He damn near telling me, you know, the- Gil, get this out the fridge. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Real Haitian home, man. Real but Haitian. but like you said, you appreciate it today. For you sure. Know? And, and for what sure. are some, and for example, is there something in that, in that home growing, like being raised in that home that you think protected you other than what you just gave the example of going to other people's houses like that? For sure. Like I give you an example. I was talking to this um, today. I had a friend named Kirby, you know what I'm saying? And he Definitely was Haitian, Haitian too. Definitely Haitian. And you know, I remember when, when I was in high school, all the kids was buying Jordans from people. And then my friend Kirby, one day he came with some, some foam posit shoes. Them junks were like 300, $400. I'm like, Kirby, how you got that? He telling me like, bro, I'm hitting legs. You know, I rob houses, you know what I'm saying? I go through the back door, you know, you, see, you know how he's selling it to me. It's like, yeah. it's a harmless crime. Like, yeah, you got this. Nothing going to happen to you, bro. Absolutely, Mr. Kirby. I'm like, dang, so nothing going to happen, nothing going to happen? I'm like, you know, all I can think about, you know, my mom don't play. See what I'm saying? My mom don't want to hear none of this. So I'm like, you know what, Kirby? You go, I'll let <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to come off like they say pussy or make it seem yeah, like, yeah, I'm like yeah. no, you know, I'm, like, I'm not feeling that, Kirby. That's wet. You could go. <laughs> You could go. So next day I go to school, they tell me, you know, Kirby went to jail for that. I'm like, damn. Of course, he come home four months later. That's a lot for school. I ain't see you second quarter. You came back hey. fourth quarter. So now he come back. He, he getting a lot of love. But he like, you know, he's still saying the same thing. You know, I messed up. You know, I, I, I shouldn't have not went by myself. Mm. It's, it's not hot. And, and he's still trying to sell it to you. He's still trying to sell it to me. I haven't seen Kirby in a while. I seen somebody post on Instagram, you know, free Kirby. Get out 2031 or some crazy stuff like that. And it's not to knock them, but I just feel like if it wasn't for that fear my parents put in me, I could have easily been a Kirby. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I seen something that said there's no such thing as bad kids, as bad parents. And that resonated with me well. That's a real thing. And, yeah. you know, for me, I have, I have similar experience. I had a, my first friend died when he was, when we were in, he was in seventh grade. I was in eighth grade. Yeah. And I know my cousin was supposed to go with him. That week, and he got shot trying to rob a store. So it was just like, but because of our Haitian 
parents and the death that we thought we rather probably get shot in the leg before we go back home for sure for that problem um so it's like i learned to appreciate yeah that discipline that over you know they they're basically overprotecting us mm-hmm. but there's no such thing honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you you tend to appreciate that but growing up with your siblings man how was that growing up in that house of a very disciplined house but how was it with your siblings um we were tight it made us tight since we weren't really allowed to have friends like that me and my middle brother patrick we got real tight you know it's to the point where if i'm buying food if my dad buying me food i'm like you got to bring something for patrick you know what i'm saying we'll split it we got three burgers one for me one for you to yeah, split yeah. Right, right, so it right. made us real tight which was dope and then i got into sports because i wanted to hoop so i convinced my dad to get me a basketball hoop at the right, house because right, he was right. like you can't go to the park with these kids i'm like so get me a hoop so that was next. My mom's like, all right, get him a hoop then to keep him out of trouble. So I just went to hooping at yeah. the house every day, playing basketball, playing against my brothers when they got time. Play me again. I know you better than me last time, but, but yeah, check yeah, it yeah. out this time. I've been practicing. Competitive. So it was cool. It did that for me. Then where did any of them go to school or anything like that inspire you to do more or anything like that? The thing about me was crazy is like I always felt like I always knew school was good, but I always felt like I don't want to just be going to school to go to school. Where you get that from? So I, it's crazy. I used to watch um when I was little. I don't know what put this business mind in me. I used to watch um The Apprentice with Donald Trump. Okay, okay. When I was oh. little, he used to just be on. So I used to be like, yeah, I like how he just fired people. I like how he yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's a boss. You got excited by him yeah. till you fired. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So when I was, I used to always ask questions like, you know, my first time going to church, I asked the pastor, "How you get paid?" You know, they're like, "Oh." He's just, oh, you can't oh ask him that. Oh, my God, you just said yeah. <laughs> How you asking him Oh, that? man. You know, I asked my dad when he come home from doing taxi. Is it good? How much money are you making? Let me count the taxi money. It looked like you eating. Mm-hmm. And then he break it down and be like, I'm not really eating. I got five kids. I got to... So I'm telling him, like, you should have had less kids. It's too much. And so you know, I already Get rid of kinda, some of them. I already kind of always was a numbers mm. kid a little bit. Like, I always want to know how things is working. You know, why? You know, my sister always telling me, I don't have money. I don't have gas. How much Macy's paying you? Why you stay? When they're going to raise it? Are they going to raise it? You know what I'm saying? I was always that kind of kid. So when I went to school and I used to hear teachers saying the same thing, like, you know, we're broke. We're not really making money. My basketball coach telling me I'm not eating. So I'm like, how are you teaching me? You and you not eating. Who's eating? It's a real question. Yeah, that's what I'm like. How you going to? They're like, no, we're doing all right. I'm like, all right. I'm, I like Rolex. I like, yeah, yeah. You know, I like, like the nice front of cars. So I'm like, I always felt like, you know, you can't be telling me good of it. The stuff you're telling me is good, of course. But I'm like, at the end of the day, you know, you're not eating. So where did you saw more of, though? Like, where did you, like, you wanting more because you saw their struggle. Yeah. Did you see more from somewhere else? So actually, my dad was doing taxi, right? So I watched, I watched his come up. So he was doing taxi. You know, we was doing all right. You know, we going to Walmart to buy clothes. Marshalls was considered no, like this our was Louis like Vuitton. Yeah, no disrespect to Walmart. Yeah, I love Walmart. But Marshalls was like our Louis Vuitton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, we're going to Marshalls. So I watched my dad start a tax office. And when he started his tax business, I seen, you know, next year school shopping. We going to Sawgrass now. We going to different stores. You I'm like, okay, so I see what business do. And then I remember one time he told me, like, in the three months of taxes, I'm, I could make more than what I make in seven months doing taxi. So I'm like, and then one time I told myself, I'm like, Dan, how much you make? I think he told me like 80K. And this was like 2008. So it was a lot. And then I'm like, 
my, I'm talking to my teachers. How much you make? He's like 50K, 60K. Was not a, this wasn't enough like, for real. My dad, English not even that good. Right. Mm. He got this little tax business with all the Haitians. And he making more than my teacher who taught good with the degree. And Okay, the world is kind of, the information is a little outdated. That's how I kind of felt. Like they're not teaching me what I need to know. So I was like, I just started going on YouTube. I went on YouTube like, how to become a millionaire. Then I see Donald Trump, Robert Kiyosaki talking. You need to buy real estate. You need to do this. They asking them, do you think college is necessary? They're saying things like, no. I'm bringing it back to school. Look, teacher, look. That's what they say. What are they telling me? Uh, she like, oh, listen to that. And I'm like, look, you can't, you Trump rich, you're not rich. You know, different. you know, what I'm men saying? lie, women lie, numbers so don't. That's the type of stuff I start looking at. So when I actually got to the point where I graduated school, I was like, you know, I want to do I want to do business. And then I'm like, bro, but I don't have no money. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no money. So I started kind of working at Publix, you know, doing these jobs. I worked at McDonald's, you know, Aeropostale, Little Caesars. Mm. Bro, I was going through it. Grinding. I was grinding. And then, um, you know, I met my boy, Victor. His brother had an insurance office. And then he kind of told me, like, you know, I always seen he had nice stuff. He had a nice car. He told me, like, listen, insurance is not a it's not a job. It's a career. But if you serious about it, you know, meet me by my office at 9 a.m. Dress sharp. Don't be late. I'm like, man, I'm there. 842. I'm ready. I'm dressed sharp. Jerry, what's going on? I'm serious. He's like, all right, man, I like I like that. You know, we're going to pay you four hundred dollars a week at the time. I'm like, that's enough. Cause I already doing little season, all these other. Yeah, jobs. this is. I'm. I'm t- I don't care. I just wanna. I wanna get what you got. Mm. So he tell me, you know, go sit in that corner, make some calls. I'm just learning the business, and that's why I tell people too. You come into a situation trying to just be the boss right away. I'm ready to be a worker too. I'm ready to strap my boots and learn the system. I'm ready to work for free. To be honest, put in the work. Put in the work. If I want to learn the podcast game. And I don't know it. I'm ready to come in here and work for free. Coming from six figures. And I'm ready to lace up my boots and just watch how you operate. I need where, where do you get that from, though? From playing sports. You know, that attention to detail. You know, I didn't make the middle school basketball team. That's how I met, you know, James Taylor. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that team. But when I didn't make the team, I told the coach, Coach Gray, I said, Coach, can I still come to practice? He said, yeah, you can still come to practice. So I'm not even getting into scrimmages. I'm just doing drills and I'm watching. Why is this player better than me? Okay, I need to I need to get in shape. I lost some weight the next year. Okay, I can't get taller. I can't, but I could try to eat a little healthier. Maybe maybe work on my handles, work on my pump fake. So that I, I was always ready to be a student of the game. You see what I'm saying? Looking for little advantages. I see he don't want to come to practice. I'm gonna come to practice every day. You know, I'm gonna do the things that they're not doing. So I always was somebody that's trying to pay attention to details and find things that's working and then add a little sauce to it. Let me put my little ragu on it and see where we could take it. But, you know, the crazy thing is, are you learning this based on your the infrastructure in your family's house and your family home first from, like, new people coming in and humbling yourself down, the discipline? Or are you getting that from that or just, just the urge of wanting more? What I got from them, you know, they because my mom was like the opposite of my dad, too. So sometimes she would be the one telling me, like, you need to stay at Publix and, you know, Play hourly safe. safe. You know what I'm saying? But my dad, you know, he'll agree with her. But when I talk to him privately, Go get you it. know, I'm telling him, you ain't really play it safe. And he'll be like, yeah, but go to school, you know, play it safe. So, you know, I had to draw on him sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Then he'll tell me, though, like, 
you know, take chances, you know, do things like that. You know, how did you learn how to do taxes? Like I went to this guy named Mr. Cash and I learned. So just little things like that. And then every time I'm watching these videos, that's why I say YouTube is great. I'm watching, you know, Kobe or somebody talk. He's talking about, I watched Jordan. I wanted to get advice from Jordan. So I always find somebody better than me. Let me learn from you. So was it a consistency of, you know, the information you were getting were consistent? Yes, consistent. Everybody's saying the same thing. Same thing. So then you started following what you kept on seeing that was consistent. Was it more of that? Exactly. I'm I'm noticing that everybody that wasn't good found somebody that was better than them, kind of picked their brain and sharpened their tools. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, when I was practicing even basketball, I'm practicing the wrong stuff. You know, I'm not really getting results. I'm practicing half court threes. And then I'm watching my boy work out and he's working on stuff that he uses in the game. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'm working out wrong. You see what I'm saying? And take that same approach in the business. You know, if I'm doing a company and we're not getting results, you know, our, my agent's not closing leads. I don't just blame the agents right away. I might go to my boy, Mark, who has an office that's doing way better than me. You know, what you telling your agents when they're off? Man, I do this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Let me go apply that over here. Okay, I'm getting results. It's working. If it doesn't work, maybe I'm not doing it right. You said you're doing this, this, and this. So I'm just always paying attention to those little details because if someone did it, it's doable. Absolutely. So once you see it, you could do it. Once I see it, I could do it. And then not only that, like, so the the part of being a student, do you believe that's the game changer of everything that you're doing today? The fact that you're a student of the game? They're not stupid. People not students no more. They don't want to be a student. They want to skip that step. See what I'm saying? So because the student step is boring. You know what I'm saying? They want to skip to the step where I got an AP. I'm the boss. I pull up and I tell everybody not to do nothing. So like for an example, most people I talk to, they say stuff like, you know, I want to own my own business. I ask people why? Because I don't like working for people. I'm like, when you have your own business, you're serving people. You eat last. So I'm like, you're already coming in with the wrong mentality. Me, I want to own a business for freedom. You know what I'm saying? You get more freedom. And I personally like being in charge. You know, when I, it bothers me when I'm an employee and I see something that's being run wrong and I can't say nothing because that's not my place to say that. Mm. I feel like my voice needs to be heard. I need to be important in this room. So that's my point of wanting to be an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? So do you think you... You feel like you're you're not being heard based on the position of ownership and that you don't have a voice because you don't have ownership or I feel like and when I now I feel like I have a voice. But when I'm an employee at Publix, for an example, and uh-huh. they're telling me to do something like one time I was working at Publix and the lady told me to mop the whole floor. You know, just something stupid. And I told her, like, you know, I could do it this way and get it done. And I knew my way was sufficient. But at the time, you're a bagger. Shut up. Yeah, so you do it like this, do it like this, you know, do it like this, do it like that. I can't really say nothing. You're not in those rooms. You can't make no decision. I can't talk to the CEO of Publix. I can't. So, but as a know? student, do you feel like you still could speak your mind as a student? As a, when you're a good student, you got to earn that though. So I feel like you got to pay your dues first. You can't come in first day of being a student and just start. This is what I think you guys need to fix. I think you need to put this sign. No, you got to, you know, pay your dues. Show that you somebody to be listened to. And then after a while of working and being consistent, you could provide valuable info while being a student. And then what happens is and what happened to me is when they see that your information is so valuable as a student, they start to look at you and say, bro, how how can we do something together, bro? You so valuable as a student. 
you know, great minds, they're going to say, you know, we, what we could do together if we both, because they don't want to see that brain go with someone else. 100%. So you definitely got to, you know, I think being a student first. Well, and what, what are some of the hardships of being a student, though? The only hardship about, be, hardship about being a student, I think, is, you know, just, I don't think it's really any hardships. I just think it's just, no, you got to know that, you know, you might know more at the time, but still know how to humble down and just chill. So it's really like a, it's really like a, a discipline to just know your role. Like for an example, my boy been doing insurance for 10 years, right? He's not, he's not, a, you know, you don't own the office. He go work at someone else's office and he disagrees with some things. He just started. He already, man, these boys need to. And I'm like, listen, even though you write, you didn't put the money up. The person putting the money up is the boss. You got to respect that man's office. You know what I'm saying? It's a different way to go about it, though. But you can't be on some shit where you trying to call the shots. And, you know, he right. felt like, oh, you know, if I write a certain amount of deals, I should be able to leave early. Mm -hmm. And I'm the, bro, you're not you're not the boss. Bro. But he's breaking the principle of the whole thing anyways. Before exactly. You just that, that doesn't really mean anything, you know, when, when you're able to do that. But now growing up um, and I, I definitely I, well, first of all, I'm like, no, I definitely hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I respect the student aspect. So I used to always tell people, man, I still to this day. Yeah. So there's Mr. Miyagi and there's Daniel's son. Yeah. It's so important for that student to really, really pay attention. And it's so important for Mr. Miyagi to really give value because when he was teaching all about the wax on, wax off, mm -hmm. that whole thing, that saved Daniel's son's life at the end. Mm -hmm. And he was able to block the kick and do all these things. So, but the principle of what I'm talking about is, a student that's able to follow direction mm -hmm. and a coach that's able to give direction when all that flows together creates a great ecosystem. Exactly. But the balance of both is so important. But once again, there's very, there's very little, there's a little, I don't see that many people that want to be students exactly. anymore. That's and what and that is the missing art of entrepreneurship. For sure. Like for example, to this day, I have mentors and I'm a student in so many other rooms when I walk in with the way they talk to me and treat me, I'd be like thinking like, man, I don't think my father even talked to me this way. But I can humble myself down. I also understand the the I also understand the sport of yeah. mentorship. Yeah. The hazing part of it. Because yeah. I played sports. So I don't care what whatever you in, and they could be the most humble, soft spoken. You're gonna get hazed in that process also. For sure. And the ones that could actually take it, because you you wanna know how far somebody <sighs> will before they quit. There's yeah. a breaking point, and the average mentor or coach want to understand your breaking your breaking point. Yeah. You know that, that, that that's they what they want to push you. They want to push you to see you know <clears throat> if you have a breaking point. You know, sure. I don't know how to quit, so I've never met a breaking point on something um, being coached or mentored by someone. And I think for me, that also gave me a lot of opportunities in that process mm -hmm. of doing that. So anybody watching this right now, I, I think my the reason I went and talked a little bit more about this so. They understand there's going to be a hazing point on it. There's going to be a a humbling side to it. Patience, mm -hmm. all these things that you have to go into really being a student. And like I said, that's a missing art in the entrepreneurial process. For sure. So once you got into the, um, you know, hustling and doing all the different jobs and you met um, the gentleman that, that, that with the insurance company. Jerry, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. So the excitement that you got with Jerry was one, what he had. You like one plus one equals two, and yeah. Jerry looked like he got some money. Jerry looked like he got some money. So that was very clear. What 
What was it like the first couple of weeks working with Jerry? So it was it was humbling again because um you coming in. So the the thing with that was I felt like when I graduated high school, I was here. I was coming mm. to school fresh. I was the man, Leo, everybody that me, oh, you fresh, bro. You right, late. Right. See what I'm saying? And then, you know, I got to Publix. I got a little, you know, got a little respect at Publix. And then you kind of feel like you're starting over again. Mm. I'm the young guy, 18, in the corner, don't really know. It's a little fast paced. But, you know, I just, again, humble myself, learn from the people around me. I got, I got good, right? I wasn't the best, but I got decent. And then, at the same time, learning the business, because one thing I noticed and one thing I learned, and no disrespect to Jerry, but when you don't know, people will take advantage of you. You see what I'm saying? It's Certain not, people. It's not what you're worth. It's what you can negotiate. Certain 100%. people. See what I'm saying? And business is all about margins. See what I'm saying? 100%. If somebody feels like you okay with $12, they'll give you $12. Facts. Even if you could be worth 20 I feel like you're okay with 12 So when I was working with Jerry... Um, I didn't feel like I was being paid correctly. I was getting $400 a week, but I didn't even know what insurance was supposed to make. So I went online, did some Googles, you know, talked to other people who are in the space and they end up telling me like, bro, I'm making $1,200, $1,500 a week. I'm like, we doing the same work. Yeah, Jerry was robbing you. Jerry getting over. You know what I'm saying? See, that's, that's one of the, that, there's, yeah. a, there's a slime bucket that old that world, yeah. man. Jerry was definitely a slime bucket. Jerry, Jerry was definitely getting over a little bit, but no disrespect to Jerry because I did learn the business. 100%. And I'm still appreciative of the opportunity because he didn't have to do that. But he definitely was getting over a little bit or maybe didn't have the funds to pay, whatever the situation was. Right, right. You, so should, have, just, you should have that conversation with him, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. So I was like, you know what? I didn't make a big deal about it. And that's one thing too. You know, I didn't, Jerry, I feel like you, you know, I said, Hey, you know, we spoke and I said, Jerry, I think I want to get this much. He said, no, I can't pay this much. I said, all right, then respectfully, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm going to go try something else. If it don't work, it's okay if I come back. All right, no problem. That's very I still see him. What's up, Jerry? No problem. It's no, it's no beef. Yeah. I think that that's also you being that stand up to do that, but also Jerry taught you the game. Yeah, Jerry Jeffrey. So a lot of times, a lot of people don't realize that's money itself. That's big value. That's money itself. You just think about it. If Jerry did not give you that opportunity, I don't, I don't get here. So I kind of owe Jerry. Yeah, I about to say you might need. I, to I might Jerry need. Back. A, yeah, I might owe Jerry. So you need to bless him with something. I'm in the position I am now. If he wanted to get back hey. in the game and do something, you know, each one teach one. Like they say, pull your brother up. I'll be happy to, you know, Jerry, this is what yeah, I Jerry want to check. Go pay him you know back them $400 you're giving him. <laughs> yeah. Now, but so now when, when yeah. you're in it, how did you get the bug to say, I want to open up my own, you know? Okay. So I started working for a guy named Mark, you know, shout out to Mark. Um, he was a Jewish guy and he was like 29. And at the time when I left Jerry, I'm like 19, 20. So when I started working for Mark, he had a bigger operation, you know, agents were getting paid, you know, two grand, 2,500 and same concept from basketball. Again, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm paying attention and watching Mark. I kind of learned how he deals with people because, mm. uh, you know, part of being a boss is you got to learn how to deal with different personalities. 100%. See what I'm saying? So he kind of, you know, he kind of just the way he carried himself and the way he kind of had his agents in check, but not in a mean way. And how he incentivized success. Like we had an attendance problem. He's like, I'm going to give 150 a week extra if you work. But you have to be here from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Because it was a commission job. So people get two, three to sales. They're ready to go. So he put these little things in place. You know, if you work through lunch, Monday through Friday, I'll give you an extra $100. You know, when you work mm -hmm. for him, the first thing he asks you is, what are your goals? 
You tell them your goals. I'm going to try to help you meet those goals, but this is what I need you to do for me. I need you to do this, this, and this, and I promise you I can help you get here. I'm like, damn, I like that. So everybody's working at that job thinking long-term, long-term, long-term. Because normally in insurance, our space, a lot of people, um, it's a revolving door. But Mark's office wasn't like that. You know, agents there for two years, one year, three years, which is like, that's like 30 years in the sales industry. Dude, why do you think that he was, why do you think that was happening? Because, what, revolving door? No, that. He was like that? The long term, why do you think agents were staying longer? Because they felt like they were a part of something working for Mark. When you worked at some of these other agencies, they treat you like a number. You know, they don't have that conversation with you, Beethoven. You get your license. Have you sold before? All right, get on the phone. You got this much deals. If your check's bad, your check's bad. You know, they don't know what your goal is. They don't know you got three kids and your goal is here. So Mark, you know, he he talked to you. He's, you know, Beethoven, you know, you got kids. Da, da, da. So what's your goal? What are you happy with? All right, if your check's low, it's another conversation. I understand your check's low this week, but it's low because, you know, this day, this day. This is what I'm going to do for you, though. I'm going to give you an extra 200 but promise me you're going to give me this much mm-hmm. next week. So it really was a conversation. He was swap. He was swap. And people, you know, they they respected that. And I like that. I like that treatment because I felt like I was a part of something. So I'm It was like, just right. value in both parts. He brought exactly. value. They brought value. It was a good exactly. So when me and him had that conversation, you know me, I told him, in the future, I want to start an office. And, you know, I knew I wanted to do a business and he had that same conversation with me in a sense of if you, you know, work these hours and you give us this, you know, Leo, I promise you, you know, I'll help you start this office, but I got to get here first. So help me, help me help you. All right, bet we're locked in. You know, Mm -hmm. I started working there, eventually became a team leader. And when I became a team leader, he starts showing me little stuff in the back end. This is how a wire look. You know, this is how we do the checks. This is the spiffs that I put out to incentivize this. You know, my manager makes around this much. Okay, oh, first year we don't make money. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, you need about 200 grand to start this business with this much agents. All right, I'm learning. And he liked talking about the business. He's passionate about it. I'm passionate about learning it. Mm-hmm. So it was really a match made in heaven kind of. And, we, you know, we work together now. So does that. So when you got to the point that, um, like, it's just a, com- I'm, I'm trying to understand, was it the confidence that you could do it? Was it just the, you saw what you wanted? Like, what what gives you that belief system that I could do this? So what gave me the belief in that really is when I became a team captain, um, I started training agents. So the team captain gave me a different level of responsibility. Cause like it's one thing for you to be good, but can you teach someone else to be good? It's a whole nother, you know, thing. So now I'm dealing with people on my team calling me with problems, not even about sales. My boyfriend broke up with me. I don't feel like getting on the phone. I got to listen, tell you, you know, this is what you need to do or whatever. You know, this is what you need to do. Or, you know, I'm dealing with this. I got to listen. This is what you need to do. So it's like you're kind of like a therapist, too. You know what I'm saying? So that gave me a lot of, you know confidence that I could do it. And then another thing is, you know, I'm one of those people, I feel like I'm kind of crazy. Like I'm ready to risk it all at the same time. Right. So I saved up a couple hundred grand. And when I had that conversation with Mark and he's, he's telling me like, you know, it's, you, you could lose, you know, 300 K to build this. Business. I'm like, bro, let's, let's, let's do it, bro. I'm not, I don't have attachments to the money. You know, mm. I'm not attached to it. It's just the money don't make me, you know, I make money. So, and what I, what I mean by that, the things I learned on the way to making that 300 grand, 400 grand I saved up, I learned so much 
You know what I'm saying? That I felt like if I lose it, I could get it right back. You know, and I'm going to lose it trying to get $3 million. I'm not going to lose it on jewelry and girls. But even that confident, that like, how do you how you get to the business you trust yourself like that? You trust yourself, I think, from a lot of research, first of all. You know, a lot of research, a lot of research, asking people. And then one thing I notice is I'm like some of the people, you know, I'm seeing some people at offices that I just don't think that smart. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really where they come from. You know, you know when you're playing he basketball. He can do it. I can do it. You know, when you're playing basketball and you watch somebody get 20 points, you're like, he's not even raw. How? So I'm watching some people that got drug problems, have rooms in, in, in Porsches. I'm like, bro, I don't care my age, bro. He's not that smart. I got He him. just got a little system and he got some, he got an investor. I'm going to get my bread up. I'm going to try that shit. And don't get me wrong, it's still scary. First day we opened up when I bought laptops in the leasing space and I'm 30 grand in and not a dollar came in. Woo, baby. And then, and then, I know. And then, and then your girl called you talking about, how was work? Yeah. It was good. It was yeah, good. Yeah, and we here. ain't make nothing. We ain't make nothing. So that was a little scary. But then again, tap into the mentors. Hey, Mark, was it like this for you when you kind of first started? Yeah, Leo, man, first year, you know, I was losing money. I had to max out my credit card a couple times. Talking to another guy, Brandon, he told me the same thing. I had to, all right, so I'm doing what they did. You know, I'm, I'm looking up entrepreneurs. Trump almost filed bankruptcy a couple times. All right, so there's normal. It's a part story. of the process. It's a story. You know, it's a test testimony, right? It's you a know testimony, what I'm 100%. So That's I'm, what... I'm doing what they're doing, so I'm not tripping. So when, so now I want to go connect something. A lot of this, did you see a lot of this happen with your father when he started doing his tax company? Yeah. For sure. I Not mean, in that scale, but you saw. A little different, too, because when he started the tax company, like I said, my mom's, you know, I love my mom. She's always super play it safe. Of course. So she was on, some, her, she, job, know, she on some shit. She brooming the house saying, like, your dad crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, he trying to do this tax thing, you know. He, you know, he, going there. You know, he, he taking out a second mortgage. You know, I'm hearing these little things. Ooh, and I'm like. Risking it all. I'm like, man, I, I don't even it. know what it means, but it yeah. just sounds like, you know, he's chasing his dream. And, you know, I'm thinking like he crazy too. Right. You know, but then I seen it work and I'm like, okay. They always think you crazy so, yeah, it, was it, a, it was a little method to the madness right there. And then even now I seen him, when he took the taxi money, he started trying to flip cars. Again, my mom said, "Yeah, you no, know, here goes your father again." And then them, them flips come, and I'm like, "So I just, you know, I just seen." You know, but I see so much consistency and so many um, similarities with you and your father. You know, he was a risk taker. Yeah, now, it's just natural for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you did the work once you. He did the research. He went to that yeah. guy. Yeah. Then he did the work, and he did it. And I know what it is because my father is the one that's going to also. One of his homeboys told him they're gonna do a little bit more research on it, and they're gonna double down on it. So I think I'm watching a lot of consistency with that, and his lack of fear. You think that also gave you the confidence for sure? Because to see somebody, you know, what I'm saying from Haiti, and keep in mind when I was a kid, when mail come, I'm translating it to my mom. You know what I'm saying, yeah. mom? This is what, and, I, and I'm like, this is what it says. It says when people come speaking English at the door trying to sell a product, I'm the one saying. She's good. They're like, what the hell going on? You know what I'm like saying? She's official. Let her run. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, and it's the same thing. Not saying I'm like, you know, and my dad used to always tell me too, like, you know, I you're supposed to do more than me. So if I'm if I get, you know, one office making hundred K, you're supposed to be able to make four hundred K because you were born here. They so he created that standard for you guys off right? out the gate. Out the gate. Like you're supposed to outdo me. You're supposed to pass me. So whatever I do, make sure you do better than me. 
you could become president. He used to say stuff like that to me. You know, you could I, be president. I, I was raised in Asia house. I know what's happening. Like, damn, I could be president now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you start believing that. I start believing in it. So now I'm thinking I'm that boy. I could do anything I you want. You could do anything you want. So now, how how did you feel when you realized they were proud of you? How did I feel? It felt good. It felt good because, you know, like I told you, my mom did the same thing to me as she was doing Absolutely. I'm like, I'm not going to college. I'm about to sell insurance. My mom was like, insurance? What? Are you crazy? You didn't go be a male nurse. The nurse male, you Mm, didn't need mm. people. Lawyer. Why you don't be a lawyer? Absolutely. I'm like, mom. She couldn't even tell you a teacher no more because you already know what the number one teacher. I already know them teachers making. So my mom started believing in me for real when it became to the point where, you know, I bought a little Mercedes, her birthday come, you know, here's a thousand, you know, <laughs> a thousand. You, uncle you funeral richest... come, I'm putting mm. in. She like, now nah, I hear her tell my little sister, why you don't do insurance? <laughs> right. <laughs> All of a sudden, tell everybody to do insurance. It flipped now. So now she always tell me like, you're so smart, you know, that, you're just that, like your dad. That, what a coincidence. You know, that means, and I think it's not just Haitians overall. I think just the immigrant culture, yeah. the family that came from whatever country they're into, the moment your parents are proud of you, you feel like for sure you accomplished something different definitely, and they definitely. start believing in you, but they're also going to be in them pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's without a doubt, man. What what are what, what do your siblings feel about all the things that you're doing now? Um, I th- they feel good about it. They feel good about it. Um, I personally think sometimes um they don't, you know, sometimes they might not feel like they could ask me for help. Because you know, at the end of the day, I'm five mm-hmm. of six. Yes. So it's a little bit of a you know masculine energy of there course, too. Of course, like, of course. You know, you I'm still proud little, of you. You still little, little yeah. You, you know still, what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's cool. You know, they they they're definitely happy for me. It's no hating in the family. Everybody's on some shit. My brother um, just got his insurance license not too long ago. I'm trying to get him in. You yeah, know, right. My brother doing. You know, he's cutting hair at a barbershop. I, same conversation I have with him. Like. You know, you should try to own a barbershop one day. Save your money. Do this, you know? Yeah. So, so that teamwork is still there in the family. For sure. For sure. Is there something that, um, is there something that else you want to do other than insurance? Yeah. Like I said, I'm an opportunist. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I remember when my homeboy came One second, please. Sorry to cut you off. So it's yeah. so important for people to understand because the opportunist brand is such a negative, like when people think of connotation right? of being an yeah. opportunist. I think it's so important to hear you say that you're an opportunist. You're ready yeah. to receive the proper opportunity. Yeah, for sure. So I think speak about that a little bit, please, so people could understand what that means to you. Yeah. So that's what I mean by opportunist, because it is a negative connotation on opportunist. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by opportunist is I'm open to any idea. You see what I'm saying? So I could be in the insurance space and then somebody, you know, I realized that one company's charging me too much for leads and we figuring out how to get our own leads now. You know, once I'm doing insurance, I'm already figuring out how can we turn this insurance into content? It might still be around insurance, but how do we brand it? You know what I'm saying? I'm open to that. If if my boy's doing rental cars and he's killing it, I might be like, yo, you know, how much time you putting into that? Maybe I could, you know, hire my little sister to run my rental car business. I'm open to it because you got to be you got to be able to adapt. You know what I'm saying? People get too comfortable in one spot. Entrepreneurs are you know, man of many things. You know, I guarantee you go see who owned the heat. He didn't start off owning the heat. That's not his original business. Mickey right. Harrison, he's in the, you know, the airline type travel business. So a lot of people you see in certain positions, that that's their main income, but they started from other stuff. Warren Buffett had an insurance company. You see what I'm saying? Um, so, but where, where else do you want to go? Where else do you want to go from this space? 
Me, um, I told myself that I did rent cars for a little bit. Um, I didn't really take the time to really turn it into a business. I treated it more like a hustle. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because I was mainly selling insurance. So be, running my own office gives me a little more freedom even to do stuff like this. So now once I start, you know, really making the money I want to make for my insurance office and saving it up, we're looking for the next play. I'm going to get some exotic cars. I mean, you know, uncut exotic rentals. We opening that back up. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? I want to drop an ebook. You know, get into the podcast game, whatever it is. I'm 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 open to it and I'm ready to be a student again. And all those things will also leverage, you're able to leverage it under whatever platforms you're in. You know, exactly. you create a podcast, you're able to exactly. do so many other things with it, man. And what are a couple of tools that you use that really affect your business? Um, A couple of tools I use that really affect my business. I would say really just, you know, the things I learned from being an agent, like my ability to sell is really good. How you so, got to that point from just really learning from the agents around me. Every time I met a top agent at an office, I'm, yo, how did you sell that client right there? That client was acting like an asshole. bro. what I did was, you know, I used my tonality. I'm listening to videos. You see what I'm saying? Most people in a, a space, they only, you know, while they're there, they're learning. I'm trying to learn while I'm not there too. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So when I go home, I'm watching sales videos. I might not even agree, but I'm just keeping it around me. So I feel like I, I learned enough about insurance, you know, more than someone who's been in it for 20 years and four years because my shit not stopping. I'm I'm trying to learn even on my free time. You believe it's the work that you put in preseason? Preseason, for sure. Um, when I was an agent, I learned a lot. So when I get my agents, they feel it's authentic when I tell them I'm not just a guy who, you know, invested some money, never sold before telling you rebuttal more. I'm breaking it down to a science, bro. This is what you need to do on the phones. This is why you didn't get that deal. You know, this is where you lost that customer. Your tonality was here and it should have been here. When you told him it was going to be $300, he said, okay. I'm like, you got to read that. He didn't sound confident. See what I'm saying? You're supposed to hit him with a, sir, you know, does that, is that going to be okay with you to move forward today? You know, ask for the money before the sale. So these things that they didn't necessarily realize. And now I got agents making six figures who never sold insurance before. So do you believe that the sales process, sales in your business or any business, how important is sale, matter of fact? And, and selling all the time. You're selling yourself. Even if you think you're not selling. You, I, I, like a Grant Cardone say, I think he said, um, you're selling or being sold. You see what I'm saying? So you always selling. And I tell my employees that even when you dress to work, you're selling me as a professional. In the interview, you're selling yourself. You selling the product, you're always selling. So if you don't know how to sell, it's going to be an obstacle for you. You might want to get somebody in your team that could, you know, come with you to sell because any level you're trying to get to that's high, you got to have other people see your vision and buy into it. Is there any other sales is important. What else do you believe is important overall business, not just insurance business? I think you got to like people. You know, I'm a people's person. I like to meet people. Even when I see you doing your thing on the podcast, I'm like, I want to know him. I want to know why he's doing this type of pie. Like, where do you start from? Hey, you know, I seen James Taylor on here. I'm like, hey, James Taylor, how you been doing? I ain't seen him in a while. I wonder how you, you know what I'm saying? So I, I genuinely like people. So when my employees or someone comes to me with a problem, you know, it's not just how do I get them back on the phones? You know, I might tell you that you killing it. Don't even get into insurance right now. Like my car wash, man. You know, he's a hustler. He got vending machines. He got his own car wash business. He's seen a couple checks I posted to my employees, and he's like, bro, I want to come do insurance. I want to stop the right car wash. Now. 
I'm like, bro, chill. You got a good little motion going. You know, automate that first. And if you want to get into insurance later, do that. But don't stop your hustle just because we making $500 more a week. Bro, that's as an agent. You know what I'm saying? You don't really know the business. It take 250K to get a 10-person call center running. So slow down. You Do you have that? No, I only got 40. All right. So, right. you know, just chill. How much you making in car wash? I'm making 2500 a week sometimes. It's not bad. You know, you making as much as my third best agent. Just chill. You know, so just I might tell you that it's not for you because I genuinely like people. So when I tell you that it's for you and I recruit someone, you know, I'm really invested into them the same way Mark invested into me. How do you define success? I define success by being able to do what you want to do, not what you have to do. You know, so that's how I would really define it. Like you going to work because you want to be there. You don't have to be there. You know, once you're able to do that, you're successful. You know what I'm saying? So right now I would say I'm successful because I want to be you know, going in the office. I kind of like being in there. I could pay a manager a little bit more and not have to be there, but I want to be there. I want to be hands-on with employees. I want to know what's going on first. You know what I'm saying? So that's to me. And of course, money for sure. Having You got to gotta be, you gotta be able to help people when they ask. Do you, what, what's, what's your thoughts on balance? You know, a lot of people talk about balance in business and personal. Work-life what's balance, your, right? Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that's even a real thing? I, To be honest. Please. You got to have some sort of balance, but it kind of doesn't exist. You see what I'm saying? I know better. Because, you know, when and I learned that too. I thought it was balance because so I was one of the people that believed, like, when I started business, I'm going to just be so free. But I'm like, bro, I'm more busy now. You know what I'm saying? People so, always calling. People got questions. You're responsible for people. It's like having kids almost. So you just learn how to make it a part of your life. And flow in a way where it doesn't interrupt your personal life. See what I'm saying? So if I'm on a date, you know, with my girl, I'm not going to be too on my phone. You know, I'm like, make sure everything's situated for at least this hour and 30 minutes. All right, Gabe, make sure you run the office to make sure you have the bids here. If you got any questions, I'll be free in an hour. Uh, talk to your girl, talk to your girl, talk to your girl. And if you got to if you got to take your call, hold on one second. I got to take calls. Something going on at the office. You know, and then the person you with or the people in your life got to respect that. You know, talking to you is like you have to, to respect it or you they, hope they respect. I it. hope they respect it. But, but what you, if they don't? You got to respect it because this, this is what's sponsoring me. Well, that's how we eat. You know what I'm saying? So it's, what if they don't, though? How does that work out? If they don't, you got to go. You got to go. God bless. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you just I'm what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? So you. So I hear a lot of entrepreneurs speak about this. Their purpose is greater than their, like, basically everything. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. it's a real thing. So you all, when we first got started, you said you had some questions for me. Let's get into it, yeah. please. So, so I'm a little nervous. You, let me ask you, uh, first of all, what you were doing before this? So I've always been in the marketing and multimedia business in some capacity. So I first started off, of course, left outside world and went into the promotional world. Yeah. Doing concerts, clubs. I've owned restaurants. I've owned lounges. Mm. I've owned magazines. Mm. Um, but I've always kept a full service marketing agency. I've been in the business for almost two decades. I was just like marketing and marketing from, so you, you was know, marketing kind of before social media low key. 
hundred percent. You know, I was doing a lot of guerrilla marketing. So I used to mar- do marketing for the Marley family. We used to promote their concerts, my own concerts, you know, liquor brands. You know, we've been in this guerrilla marketing, you know, getting attention, like selling visibility. I've been in that. Gotcha. Basically all now, my life. Now, this is my question to you, right? Because you talked to me about sales. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like, you know, when you're selling marketing, it's one of the hardest things to sell because you're selling somebody kind of like pay me and I'm going to help you grow. Yeah. Well, not, not right? to that. Not a, uh, okay. So I kind of break it down a little differently. Okay. Where I am today, I don't sell anyone value. Yeah. I'm going to break it down to you and tell you this is what visibility look like. You want this, this, this. This is why I believe this medicine is good. Take it or leave it. Mm. I'm not in the business, you know, I don't not I'm not selling I'm not selling um like you know a lot of people sell hope. Yeah. I'm giving you the pure 1 plus 1 equals 2. You want to do it or you don't. Gotcha. This is what you get when you do this. This is what you get if you do that. This is what you get if you do nothing. Do you do that now because you got to the point where you want to be financially or were you always just like that from the get-go? I always had great relationships yeah. that helped sales for me. So it was more of we trust each other because it's not just about me trusting. I mean, them trusting me. It's do I trust them to deliver and do their part? Mm. Because a, a great marketing company cannot market and give you visibility if you don't do if you don't participate in the work. I could create a great marketing plan, but if you don't execute, yeah, you're, now you're mad at the plan yeah, because yeah. you didn't execute. Yeah. So that's that. That's that relationship with a client. I've been involved with clients that we spent months working on a plan. We put the whole plan. We developed it. We ready to execute, and they only execute part of the thing, and now they're yeah, mad they don't got the results. Gotcha. So you can't blame me for that. So it's so important to create the proper plan. The proper development strategy. And, and have them understand the plan. Understand. Then you. Then once you execute, what well, this is the results. Yeah. So what I'm learning now with clients, I'm communicating with you every week. So you know you didn't send out that post. You know you didn't do this. You know you didn't do that, because the science of marketing has been super consistent. The science of visibility. We understand what content does. We understand like companies like Earn Your Leisure, all these brands. The more consistent they were, the more authentic that the, the more visibility they get, the more everything skyrocket. Yeah, I know what I do with more visibility. Like I know what time it is. Like business is really one plus one equals two. What happened is from the fear, the trauma. Nine times out of ten, clients when you had a bad issue with a marketing firm back in the days, I just gave you this product. You still didn't execute, but you're not blaming yourself for none of it. Yeah, it's easier for you to just to blame them. I like that. It's a I lot mean, easier. Like yo, you know. Yeah. Man, they gave me this plan. It didn't work. Well, you did it for two weeks. He, the man told you to do it for six. Yeah. So then once you do it sick and this worked, this didn't work, let's go back and reevaluate. You shouldn't hire a marketing company and not give them at least six months to a year to actually develop, plan, execute, and show you the result and go back mm. and rinse and repeat. Because mm. different things work for different people. Yeah. And it's not just one thing. A lot of people believe that you're able to just do social media but you forgot the streets. Yeah. People still outside. Your mom's not on social media. Like, even though now, hey, yeah. your mom's on yeah, TikTok yeah, 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 heavy yeah. now. But <laughs> she's not doing the same thing. So you still need to go meet her at the bus. You still need to. Yeah. You cannot forget guerrilla marketing. Like, like one of our one of our clients is iHeartRadio. We service iHeart. We still in the streets for them. 
Yeah. So people forget you got major big brands that still like hit I heard that still hit in the streets. Some people get some money and feel like they're too big to they hit. For, the they forget. And I think you yeah. can't like I'm not a big fan of mailers, but you can't forget mailers. Yeah. I'm not there's so many things, but I understand though the most important piece is visibility. I have new strategies you could do now to gain more visibility. I know how to make social media activate in a different capacity where you can probably spend more money here. You know, there's different strategies, but all those different aspects are still important. So the nine time out of 10, the person don't hire someone to provide full marketing services. You want me to send people to your website, but your website is trash. Yeah. So when they, I sent them there, but when they're there, there's no. Conversion. no so yeah. now you're, now did I do it wrong? Yeah. Or we didn't look at the full capacity. So when you get into a marketing situation where you're about to market, let's just say like a restaurant or clothing brand, you got to do like a rebrand almost sometimes. Hundred percent, you know, because the nine time out of ten, the brand's inconsistent because they hire this guy from Fiverr, they hire this guy because their cousin sent them. This guy is doing this. This person don't have no video. The lower thirds in this color, the colors like they're it's so inconsistent. What we do at, in a full service, and you know, in this full service agency, is we one got we we one start creating consistency in the brand. Yeah, what does the brand story look like? What does the colors look like? What's the color palette in this brand? When they use this logo over here, do they use it over here? Do they use this sign? Do they, like Fendi, is it the full word Fendi or is it just the F over here? Do, mm -hmm. There's so many different things that the brand and the brand story is not just the color and the logo. It's what's the story? The average person is not thinking about telling their story. Like I'm not a person I want to sell your product like this. I want to sell your story. Yeah. You'll 10X in your business by telling your story. Because people feel like they're part of the brand. You they think? want, yes, they are though. Yeah, they're watching. The more if they find a twenty-five-year-old guy is doing this, he's doing that, he's showing success. Not only you telling your story, but you're telling your customer story. Yeah, like these are people I service. This this family just came from Haiti, had no insurance. I gave him da 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 da. da. Now that family from Haiti, I just did the same story. Yeah, like, yeah. yo, he's our solution. Because you want social media just looking at other people's story. Yeah, but the average person not thinking of marketing like that. They just want to get views. Views is part of it. When you connect the brand identity, the brand story, the consistency of their, the, the, is all these things come together. But once again, nine times out of ten, the average person is only doing one part. Yeah. They're not doing it in full capacity. So gotcha. how I got. the posting part. Just doing a posting. But what are you actually posting? Yeah. You know, and it, then also a lot of things in marketing is not the elevator route. It's the steps. The average person don't have the budget. They don't have the time, the consistency. They, they don't have the want. Mm -hmm. Everybody would like to be successful, but very few people want to be successful. That want is where you really got to put in that time. That's yeah. where equity, the investment. You know, like you said, you open up that office, spend 30 grand on things, and nothing happens. Nothing. What are you going to do now? You can't reverse. Yeah, you're already in. Uh, you're already in. So, But the average person, more time I said they're going to quit. It gets hard. Man, the best thing about entrepreneurship and business I always tell people is that it gets hard. And every time you beat that next punch in the face, you get back up, you're going to get better. You're going to get stronger. I get better every year. I've been punching the face a whole lot. I feel that. But I love this shit. I feel that. Like I couldn't even. And it's not even about work. Like I've been offered jobs to work for 240 grand for companies with all these other benefits. Like I love that. I think it sounds great for someone, but my purpose is bigger than that job. Like, it's so much more for me than 
like, cause, cause I know the impact that I'm doing with this business. I know what I'm building in the back end. I know my story. I know where I want to end up at this time. I know who I want to be around me and I trust the people around me and they trust me. So that ecosystem works well together. So those are the things that I've learned even from the beginning. I learned that when I was in the streets, like I'm as, I'm as strong as my weakest person. So I'll sit with you every morning. We got to figure out how you're going to bust this play better. Yeah. Why are you tripping over here? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Da, 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 this ain't adding up. Da, 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 da. We're getting better. We're getting better. We make more paper. We lose paper. We do this. Well, how did we get here? Well, why he got knocked? Why is it? Like, we're, we're evaluating the whole thing. So I think going back to the question you asked, so I started off as, you know, promotion, marketing, guerrilla marketing, just hustling. I was willing to do the work the average person didn't want to do. And I know, to be honest, it shows that too, because when I first seen your podcast DM, you know, at first I seen it, I'm like, it's probably just, you know, regular podcast people just, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I'm new to the space, you know, I drop videos, but I try to like, I pay a guy, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Monthly, I try to make sure of the videos not edited right. You know, we just starting, but you see what I'm saying? So when I actually took the time to look, I'm like, oh shit. This is, on the play. This shit is official. You know I'm what I'm saying? That's, that's that. how I am. So when I seen that, I said, I owe him an interview for sure. Yeah, and, and that's how, so, I, you know, for 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 not just me, my team. Yes, I lead the team, but my team is very important to everything I do, right? We have to take pride in what we do and how we do it. Super important for me. One, I'm a big black man. I have 10 strikes off rip. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. I walk in those rooms where they're like, I don't know about him. Yeah. I'm a Haitian kid. I'm all these things. I, I I articulate my word the best way I know how. I still cuss. I'm not your traditional corporate suit and tie type of dude that I don't have. I, I, I could do all those things, but my comfort is here. Yeah. And I want to talk for the people that didn't make it. Because now you can see what I'm doing. Now, because I'm all these other things, that doesn't mean I'm not going to bring professionalism. Yeah. I'm not going to bring consistency. I'm not going to bring high quality. I already know that's super important for me to do. So I bring those things first. That's what you're going to see first. And I don't mind doing the work still. I love, see, I love what I do. Yeah. So it's not really work. Like it's really, like I'd be confused sometimes. Like I really get paid to hang out. So let me ask you though. It's a lot of like young homies I know who feel like, I hear you, Beethoven, bro. You and Leo talking about doing the work, Mm -hmm. but you know, I could scam and try to make. Scamming is important for the culture, man. We need more scammers out here. Let me stop. (laughs) You're going to prison though, but yeah. you need more scammers out here. Like scammers put that money back in the game, man. Nah, I'm I'm not, you know, I'll be um a hypocrite to tell them not to go do that. But I'm also gonna talk about the consequences of doing that. Yeah. Like go play with that joint. Do what you gotta do, but be okay with doing 25 to life. Be okay getting plugged. Be okay getting killed. Like, what you gonna like. You could go get that money, man. Go get that paper, so my like brother. The risk not worth it for sure. When you do the math, yeah. it ain't worth it's it. Not worth it. Like I know a lot of guys that did big numbers, real numbers. I've heard of those guys. Matter of fact, now I know them. Sure. I've heard of those guys that did real numbers. They'll trade it all back to be free. But they did. They lost 12, 15 years yeah. of their life. Some of them might not though. Some of them yeah. had such a great time. They're not stretching that time. They 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 ate it. But then I also know the guys that actually took the steps. I just got lucky. I always tell you, I just got lucky. And trust me, 
I'm so appreciative. That's why I do so much for my people. That's why I bring so much value now. Because I already knew I had favor. I already knew God looked out for me. So I don't even play with that. Yeah. So the guy that's looking at, do I bust this play or do I take the steps? Man, my man, take the steps. I promise you it's worth it. Because you're going to gain so much more. You're going to be able to pay it back and gain more value. Yeah. I always tell people, man, I have this thing I call I trick God. Yeah. I'm going to do for more people and he's going to keep on doing for me. I know I ain't tricking God, but yeah. I keep it on. Like, yo, yeah. I'm going to hold you down. I say that down. in my prayer sometimes. Like, bless me, I'm going to bless the others. That's even swap. But he's going to just keep on swapping out. Just, yeah. keep, just keep on doing your part. And he's yeah. going to keep on doing it. So the guy that's really going out there to bust that joint and, and try to take... He receives favor. If, he, if, if, if somebody's watching this and they beat the streets, leave it alone. Keep it moving, my guy. You up. Don't play with it. Yeah. Because the thing I had to learn pretty quickly, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. For sure. You're going to have to make that decision. In that scam world, they're giving big boy time, man. Or what happened now is like, you, you know, one you thing, the beef, there's new scammers stuff. also. The new scammers yeah. I'm watching, like they, they love stunting. Back in my world, people got money to take care of their family and they kept money quiet. Money is super loud now. Like, loud money is different than back in the days. Like, it was get money, take care of your family, upgrade your lifestyle, but stay tucked somewhere. Now is, you know, I got to show my jewels. I yeah. got to show the, like, the lifestyle is just different, man, from back when I was coming up and saw all this game and, you know, all the thing. But, you know, I, I, like I said, go for it. If you make it, you make it. But the numbers are so crazy right now. You yeah. might not make it, homie. Yeah. So I'd rather go build something, learn something, find somebody like yourself that's like, yo, I'll put you on game. Be patient with it. Go be a student somewhere. You have a better chance of really rolling that seven. And, and I think that's why everybody go for the scam because I, I had a, a friend hit me up, right? So my friend hit me up. be like, Leo, I see you making money. And at the time, that's why I had to switch my page up. It kind of was giving young scammer a little bit. 100%. I'm still getting fresh. I'm still got a jury, but I'm a businessman. Kill that though. You still know what I'm saying? Do that. I'm a businessman. So with that being said, he DM me. He like, yo, put me on. I say, bro, I'm doing insurance, bro. You could actually get your license. Da, da, da. He said, ah, never mind, bro. But good looks. But now I see this how you could double or double down on that. So I'm telling you, please stay fly. Keep yeah. pushing that fly shit because there is that young dude. I was that young dude that had. I needed to see that. I needed to see that. But I saw. What's his name? I was getting real bread, but he was in these streets. Yeah, so they need to see a, a corporate. They fly gotta guy. see that corporate fly shit because yeah. they ain't never seen it before. Yeah. Then you in South Florida, let them see that you Haitian and you doing fly shit. Preach on that, man. Let them young boys see how you living. Let them put that Rolex on. Let them sit in your office. Bring them in, man. Give them value. Mm -hmm. You gonna you gonna save more. He don't want to be a scammer. As long as you yeah. tell him, you don't got to tell him you're doing shit. Come in, come to the office. Let him see the lifestyle. Yeah. Let him sit in the car. Like, you got to let them, give them that opportunity to see that. I promise you they're going to want to convert and get some money. Because at the end of the day, they want to get some money. Yeah. That scammer thing is sweet, but you can show them how sweet it is doing some business. Might be a little longer, but you got to start giving them the car facts. Scam 20 years. You might take two to three years to get here. Once they... Nobody's giving them the Carfax. Yeah. A school's telling them, get out of, man, go to school, duh, duh, duh. but you're like, man, teacher, you only make $30,000 a year. Stop playing with me. What am I yeah. going to do with that? Yeah, it's a trick. But now you could actually show them, yo, I didn't go to college. I didn't finish college. I didn't do this and this and this is what I'm, this is my numbers. 
But this is what I've done. See, nobody's really talking about that part. When you worked in the all these different, the process is so important for them young boys. Hey, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. I did this. This is how I got here. Be patient with yourself. Who's giving us game about being patient with ourselves? I didn't know what that was. I, sw- I didn't know I was going to live past a certain age and get to this level. and da, 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 da. I didn't know all that stuff. I didn't see a lot of it. All I saw was my father and his lame friends. I'm like, yo, y'all dudes, y'all, y'all take care of y'all family. I also seen all the principal stuff, but y'all wasn't getting no money. Yeah. No ones that I saw getting money was dying early or going to prison exactly. or being baby mother fights and all those things. But the other parts were so fly. I was like, man, I'm taking a chance on this. But once they start seeing Leo, they start seeing you 25, man. You know what I mean? 40 year olds I don't need to speak to you. I'm about to send them out of your office right now yeah, because yeah. they ain't never seen young Haitian kid, not saying kid, you know, I'm just saying yeah. that that's how you're going to be looked for sure, at. No, for sure. That's really moving in your capacity, was able to work and save up 300 grand and able to put back in his business and da da da. That's not even a thing. You think that little kid from Papa don't really know what time it is with that? And he done seen Kodak Black be a rapper. He done seen this dude become an NFL player, and he done seen this hot boy that been down here yeah, with this dunk. And cut list, and yeah, not for sure. But now imagine he see you pull up in your cut list. He's like, ain't no way you did this shit off of working, building a business. He never even saw that option. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, man. Keep doing and what that, you do. That, and that is, that is one of my goals, too. I do want to show that, you know, you don't have to be a corny businessman. No, nah, get you know to what I'm it. You could be fly in corporate. You could wear the suit on Monday and then booby trap Sunday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I, for sure. So I do want to show that because I do want to show them that. So you when you ask saying? about that, that's why I really feel, man. Like, I believe that young dude um, that's trying to figure out if you want to, my man, go for it. But here's the time that you get with it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you not to do it because, especially when you, when you want some food, when you're yeah. starving. That dude's liable to do a lot of things while you're starving. And I'm going to tell him this is what your time is. I'll, I'll be lying if I tell him don't go play. But just know what time it is, my G. That's all it is. But here's this route also. I'm also willing to give him another option. Yeah. Like, I think young dudes coming up right now, learn how to be a graphic designer. Learn how to be a web designer. Learn about chat GPT. Yeah. Learn about the game. Learn about the market that how it's shifting consistently. It's growing all the time. Learn about what's coming up, and I promise you be in the proper position. You that 18, 16-year-old that's sitting home right now, and your mom's on your neck every day, man, learn the game. Learn what the other people are talking about. Learn about this whole um, Web3. Like, there's so many new information about, like, the, the, the um, what's that shit called? The, the metaverse is going to be so crazy. There's a reason that these social media platforms are moving. Like, why is content so important? Why, like, there's so much new information out there. If you 16, 17, and you learn about the digital space, because people are actually designing homes in the digital space. Yeah. You could design your whole world in the digital space and invite people to hang out in your house in a digital space and charge them to go into your house. No, it's definitely changing. So imagine if you're young and you learn that game, man. You know, sky's the limit, man. What else? Got one more so I could... So, I mean, besides that, there are certain things that you invested in, like you invested in real estate stocks. I, I've done a lot of that and I've took a lot of L's on that. And I also got the, you know, I've been in some dark times. With yeah. that, so I've done that. But everything I'm invested in right now is multimedia. It's content. It's studios. I'm opening up another studio and 
my goal every six months is really to open up a studio. Next for me is for, is Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, for go, sure. And just keep on growing. Yeah. So, yes, I've done a lot of real estate. Yes, I've done restaurants. Put a lot Restaurant of money in space. Is tough. It's very tough. but it's like, no point almost I'm hearing. Nah, it's definitely. I mean, they, they tell you that to really scare you away, but it's worth it. Because when yeah. you start doing the numbers... I've also been in the um, lounge space and the bar space. Yeah, you feel like that's better than restaurants, lounge and bar? Very similar. A lot of stealing. You know, be prepared to lose 10, 15% off rip. Just from stealing? 100%. What you Your mean by stealing? Off like, rip. Oh, bartenders, okay. Yeah, they're definitely one for you, two for me. Okay. All day. Like, it's not even a thing that's not happening if you want. You get you definitely getting there's a lot of jouette, a lot of plays yeah, in that, in that, in that space. So yes, I've I've invested in all type of stuff. I've invested in real estate. I've invested in the club space, the food space, the concert space. My mentors in the past couple of years told me stay in the marketing and multimedia space and spend enough time here that you don't just because I have fear of missing out. I have fear of. Like, I just got to put money in somewhere. Yo, I'm so, I grew up in a home where, like, not even, I can't even believe my home. I grew up in a lifestyle where it's like, I saw it fast. I doubled down. I lose it today. I get it back tomorrow. You know, all that, the noise. So I was one of those dudes that if I have 50 to 100 grand put up, I'm crazy. Why is this here? I got to put it in something. So by the time I put 100, I'm now 400,000 in. And I could have saved that. I could have put that money up somewhere else. But it was always like, spend, spend. I got to put it in, come out. Now I'm learning how to sit still. I feel like you're the opposite of everybody else because everybody be scared to invest. You was ready to. Oh, man. What I got to win, not what I got to lose. Scared? I'm a poor Haitian kid from nothing. Yeah. Bitch, I'm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. That's for sure. Like You tell them, oh, I, I just lose money. I could bring it back. Money comes back. Man, that shit, I'm I'm a walking money. Like, money comes to me. I'm not worried about no money. Man, I spent 400 here in the restaurant. We damn near six, 700,000 in this. I don't give a fuck about that money. You feel like you six, 700,000 in the content? 100 for the past two, three, two, three years we've been building this? Oh, yeah. Six, 700? Easy. In this? You got to look at it. You thinking of this. There's staff. There's... What it just costs is the manage. There's equipment. There's sustaining the company. There's growing the company. There's investing. There's travel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You don't know, man. That's why I see a lot of people start a podcast. They die. Yeah, that yeah and for sure. So even when people tell me now the content, the podcast space is saturated, I'm like, with inflated podcasts. Because it costs. Yeah, for sure. Play. We don't only have this. We have also at one time had six shows going at one time. Mm. And we have to have the service clients. So it's, you feel like you're still losing money with this, or you feel like you now you got to the point where no, it can at least pay for itself? It's not that I'm losing; it's about I'm making an investment into this. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm in the investment space still with this. Where we, all right? So another thing with us, we have the business infrastructure of the of planning and developing and executing a podcast. What this show is is just a product of how we do things. This is not the business, even though this is a business also. We yeah. have this as a whole brand, yeah. as a whole company that, yeah. we, you know, we earn off of merch, you know, things like that. That's why we build this. But the podcast service business, Podcast Space Plus, is a full service podcast production company. 
There's three different components in our business. There's the podcast studios. There's the podcast production. Itself, yeah, and then it's then there's the, the podcast merch. network. Oh, what so do you mean by the network? There's multiple oh, shows okay, under the okay, network. Okay, okay. By this time next year, we have over a hundred shows. And if a, let's say each show earn a thousand dollars only in a sponsor, that's a hundred thousand we cash flow every week. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna leave it because I don't want everybody to eat. Uh, okay, this. okay, okay, okay. So, so I promise. So the business is businessing. So Tyler Perry has Tyler Perry Studio. Yeah. He also has Tyler Perry. Because I noticed your your shit said, you know, most people like check me out on YouTube. It was like Apple Music. Oh, yeah. ITunes. We have. I was like, what the hell? Oh, no. Nah, we have the whole thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm cooking up good dope. Sorry. I talk like this. I feel like God is working on me. But I'm speaking high speed. Like, I'm cooking, we're cooking it's up business. good dope over okay, here. Okay, okay. So I knew the investment that we put in was going to be like, it was going to hurt for the first two, three years. Painful. It's painful as hell. But I also know what we're doing. I also see the consistency and how we do things. I've also studied why other people lose. So I'm looking at their process. So now I'm to the point I under I'm focusing the focus that we're building in this company is more operation standard operation and procedures, scalability and sustainability. So what people see and what people think, I spend so much money and time there. Everything we do is a process. Like what you, everything you happen today is a process that's noted. It's noted and it's documented. So the next show that we do is noted and documented. When we go to Fort Lauderdale, it's noted and documented. Mm. We go to Miami, it's noted. So right now, so it was, none of this is by accident. You tell me, absolutely you gotta not. Walk them through. You gotta. Yeah. That's oh, like they know every. That's a Did whole they show system. you. You heard. Boom. Okay, I already know it's a process okay, because bad. now when we open them in, in Miami, that's a process system. Alex is able to go down there. Have a meeting with the team, build it out. Team, duh, duh, duh. there's forms, there's documents, there's. Duh, 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 duh. Man, I'm not. Mm. I didn't come to this, man. This is this is the next Facebook. Mm. We know what we're doing. We controlling content. Then I also see what's happening with media now. I'm watching how Dion and them what they did with content. I'm watching how these other brands now KFC is able to invest in a social media platform. I'm watching how content is being distributed. Barstools and these guys. I'm watching Barstool got 450 million a first check. I'm watching Gillian Waller that's under Barstool got 100 million themselves. What did Barstool get? Oh, you think I'm about to play with this? I'm a mm. student also. Mm. So they think it's a regular play as a show. Because they look at it as just posted on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Check from YouTube. Sure. But the game is deep. Nah, that's a, why you. I, that's why I feel like you gotta be a student because if you don't be a student, you don't learn this shit. But I love the student part. That's what I'm saying. So with, you talking my talk? I'm a student. At everything I go into. Who put you on? Looking. Knowledge. Don't forget, I wanted more. I wanted freedom. I wanted lifestyle. I wanted to build a team that we could grow with together. None of this possible without my team. So that's the first thing. I that's how like, like, you know I'm a student. You can't interview me. I'm making me interview you too. Yeah, that's part of I'm the game. Though. That's, but that's that, that's what that's that's what's supposed to do though. That's yeah. what we're supposed to do. I think, yeah. like, and I want more. I want yeah. more people to open up their own podcast. But my business model is not just the studio space. Yeah. So we're also. I'm gonna go even crazier. I'm talking too much, but I love it. We're, so there's the studio side where we're going to open up more studio. You come rent the space yeah. in and out. You could Then there is the service side. We're doing your graphics. We're doing your web. We're doing your behind the scenes. We're doing, we're filming content. We're, so, like it's not just this. So let me ask you, right? You know, I know you don't got to be specific. 
I'm open. But someone who's coming into you, they're like, yo, Beethoven, I got this podcast. Somebody like a million dollars worth of game before there was a million dollars worth of game. Mm-hmm. How much would you charge somebody like them to run their platform? It all depends. If we're I, First thing I'll tell them, this is a hobby or is this a business? It's a business. You're going to have to put at least 75K for two seasons. Easy. And that's little. It's a business, right? So you're looking at a 75K. You're not looking at the same way you put 300,000 in this, you're able to do 3 million. This is the same thing. If we're talking about, you have over 15 to 20 different ways to monetize on a platform. Imagine on your show, you're giving game about um, tax. I mean, insurance, right? Yeah. And you're able to teach and create an ebook you could sell. Your show grow because you're teaching about finances. You're teaching about entrepreneurship. You're leveraging. You do your own event. You're, you're, what's the difference between you and your leisure? Now you're able to build that platform. Now you people want to. Now insurance companies want to sell ads on your platform. You sell ads for fifteen hundred. You do three ad reads on there. Let's make an easy number a thousand. That's three thousand every show. You do three shows. You do four shows every week. Three, that's 12. that's twelve. So how many weeks before you get back to your seventy five? Name what? Sure. That's just that though. We yeah. didn't talk about the ebooks you sold. Yeah. We didn't talk about the events that you do. So that's seventy five. That's but let me add the think. the biggest part. The 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 convert the 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 the, the, the affiliate that you get from just selling about your insurance. How many? How much? How many? Um. Things you got to sign to make 75K. You're getting that because you're talking about your insurance, who yeah, you are. Got you. I'm talking about marketing. I, I come, like, come on, man. But that come, that is not just saying for a podcast. Your website is being built. Your brand is being built. You see an intro video. Yeah. I you get your intro video. I mean, you get your invitation video, your intro video. You get your about me video. We talk about who you are, what you do. So it's not just 75K for come and film and shoot. It's the whole overall infrastructure that you need. You said two seasons. How many episodes in the season? 12, 12 episodes in the season. So even if okay. you just break it down on 24 divided, just on the show, but there's so much more to it. And that's just starting and starting. So there's clients that are going to spend more. There's, it all depends on the budget how that you have. How detailed you want it. How? There's so many things, man. It, yeah. It's not, And that's what a lot, a lot of people think because Kim did it from down the street is easy. Yeah. They don't want to see there's production being done. Yeah. Like right now, there's a whole switcher board right now. There's, there's monitors watching three screens right now being switched right now as we speak. Then we edit it. Then you got your social clips have to be edited every week. So it's not your show is put on YouTube, but then what about your social clips? You got to chop it up in the content. You got to chop it up in the content. Who's editing that? Who's doing your lower thirds? Who's doing your color correction? Who's doing... Because Kim did it, you think it's... it's you yeah. see Beethoven, you think it's easy. Yeah. So then you try it and then you die. Mm. You see a lot of death in podcasting, right? For sure. Because it costs. And, and it's looking repetitive. It's looking. It's, it's looking. flat. It's dead. <laughs> like it's dead. There's no yeah. life in their show. Yeah, no, for sure. So we really have a full service agency. Like we service chambers. We service other businesses. So it's not. Chamber, just, chambers Media? Chamber of Commerce. Okay. So we serve one of the chambers in this community where their business is growing. So we're teaching them a little bit more about what they're doing in their business model with the it's so much more. So you man. really when when they when they sign up with you guys, they really you guys are really guiding them on how to. Work. I mean, yes, there's a coaching side yeah. of it also. Like we're in a, we're in a marriage, man. This is not yeah. an easy thing, and I want every show. We didn't even talk about you being a network partner. That's another capacity. Yeah, 
Uh, we already know what we're going for. You can't let me see Barstool getting $450 million. I'm going to sit here and play with it. You can't let me see one show, Gilly and Wallow and them getting $100 million. You think I'm about to play with this? One show got $100 million. I want over 150 shows. Next so year. Barstool services shows? Yes. So Barstool is the, is the network. It's the machine in the back end. Mm. So who's earned your leisure under? I think they became partners with someone. They started off themselves. Okay, okay. So so basically, I didn't even know that. See, I thought it was just Gilly and Wallow, just Gilly and Wallow. No, they've been, they got funded. They got support. They started off with what they were doing. Okay, so you start they off by yourself and yeah. they, they fund you and you become a part Some of Some people invest in it. It's an investment. Ecosystem. It's a, same like a record label. I see what you're saying. But they're doing a part. Then the game got deep. The game is I so don't think, I think, I think 80% of people, especially my age, that want to do, because I hear a lot of that. All my friends tell me, you should, we should start a podcast about sports. We should do this. Everybody do should put it. Do I'm it. Tell, but I'm like, y'all boys don't have a game plan. So y'all don't really but it's not what that. It See, what happened is you guys trying to create a game plan. You go to the dentist to let a dentist work on your mouth. You don't work on your mouth, right? Yeah. Why you? Why won't you go to a podcast company and let them service you? You trying to do it yourself. Uh, I mean, I didn't even know that podcast service was a thing. The average person don't. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so they was on some shit where it's like just pull our phones out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch how fast your show. I'm like that's die. not gonna keep an audience. And if you hire a production company just to come fill your show, you can't afford that, man. Them big, them big boys. Like there's so, yo. We've learned. We spend so much money on just different cameras, different lighting, different mics, different things just to learn the game. My first year investing in this was just all pain to learn. You know how many lights I went through. You know how many uplights that went bad on me? You know how many times I switched this, switched that, switched this, switched that, mic stand. This table was custom built. Matt, one of our team, you know how many times he burned his hand trying to build this system right here? Like, you know what I mean? Yo, dog, this ain't easy, man. How many employees do you guys have now? Actually, seven? So that's seven, a full nine. team. That's a full yeah. team. But it's that's just the beginning. Our goal is to open up two international offices where we film, we send it to get edited, edit by the morning you have your show. We give you your show in 48 hours. Who's doing that? Those are systems that we built. Oh, no, that's lit. Now, you guys you can't even get caught. Con- no, you guys lie. about to take over. I noticed that. Oh, do you, you know think? I, I didn't noticed c- that. Listen, all the investment, because not just my money investment, my team, a lot of sweat equity we put into this. Like, they really believe in this process. We really putting in real work around here, right? It's not even what people see was happening. It's what people don't see was happening. I'm so serious about these three different business models under one. That is crazy. The network side alone is worth $500 million or better. The service side alone is a $100 million business. The space side alone, and they all have scalable and sustainable processes. I don't care about what's happening now. I care about once we activate correctly, I was going to go to a whole investment group and I don't want to play with that. I know what we put in already. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to give you nothing now. I know what we about to do. So you, people have tried to come to you already? To Absolutely. You know people coming with that? Because I, the thing is, I'm not looking just for a financial partner. I'm looking for someone like, like another thing I thought about doing, opening up offices in other markets and let people invest and they got to be involved. Yeah. Like I'm not looking to open up a location 
and you're not involved. Yeah. Because it's not just about the paper. You don't, you don't want them treating you like it's just an investment. I'm not looking. I need you to be involved like and understand partners, like the partners. student of the thing. Everything you're talking about, that's the important piece because opening up a facility by myself is not difficult at all. But what's difficult is, is just people. Like, we're human. Like, I can't be in three markets at once. But I got to know that person that's a partner now wants to be in that space, yeah. wants to invest the time in it and wants to build it. And once open to learn and be a student, like that, all that matter. But I know with the proper timing, you know, it's up. I, I can't see, I can, I cannot unsee Gillian Wallow with that hundred million dollars. One show. So let me ask you. All right. So like the young lady that came here, she's a part of your ecosystem. Mm-hmm. All right. So you you see her. How did you recruit her? The one that was working with you, Cassandra? Haitian, the one you said, Haitian, next biggest Haitian podcast. Oh, it's, yeah. through, it's through relationship from my okay. other world when I was in an event space. Okay. You know, I met her through there. She wants to do a show. You know, it's all okay. It's all through relationship. So you're like, I'll fund the show. No, no, she wants to be a client. She wants to. She wants services. Okay, okay, okay. She wants to do her own show. It's not even that I'll fund the show. Yes, there are shows that pitch us that we, we will look at to look into. And we've done, like I said, we've had six, seven shows under our network. It costs a lot to do multiple shows. A lot of people don't realize that. At one time, we were doing five, six, seven. I can't remember. We had, we had a couple of different shows. It costs a lot to manage it, to pay for it, to fund it, to do all these things. It's not easy at all. Um, but I am more focused on the process and system to plan, develop, and execute a show than just pop, popping up a show. See, once we realized that we could do it and we saw the things that we had to do to manage team you know, staff filming, staff editing. Because the part is people think it's just the filming. The social takes time. The social editing takes more time than the actual show. I believe that. It's a lot longer. Chopping it up into Then the we have the graphics at the end. So you have the, a lot of people don't realize, so the thumbnail needs a graphic designer. The lower thirds need to be logo design. There's multiple things you, you got to do for name one. popping up when... How? Like a lot of... Per, you get your cell phone, yeah. you're not doing all that. Yeah. You can't just cut. What do people use? Cut something? Yeah. Uh, you're not... It's not just that. It's so many... We have a full team. Then we're going into merch aggressively. You can't just throw a shirt together. You really got to have it designed correctly. Someone got to understand that. The web designing, then web developers, then apps, and did it. Like, there's... We're, we have a platform where we build a podcast business, not just for you to fill and get dopamine and be cool. We're not. That's what, if it's a hobby, let's get it. We could do a hobby show for you all day long. But if you want to do it as a business, what I always recommend. So we're not a B2C. I don't want to be a B2C no more. Like business to customer, consumers, done with that. It's strictly B2B I want to service now. Yeah. Because the average person don't understand the investment, what it means. The average business understand the conversion. All right, I'm a, you need visibility no matter what. For Which sure. better platform are you actually teaching and educating and bringing value other than a video podcast? The average person not even thinking about that. But you as a businessman, that's the, one of the best investments you can do because you have content every day. We drop, we have enough content. There's so much more. Like we just added another piece to Hustler's Testimony, which we're doing it for Hustler's Testimony because we're going to do it for other shows. Whereas the behind the business, what we do is we actually go into your business, film your office, do like a whole who you are, what you do. Because a lot of people watch these shows and be like, man, he ain't really doing that. 
when they could actually see your business yeah. and see what you're doing, like your words and your action equals up, it turns everything up for you. So we just added that. Now we might we might do this with other shows. We're not doing that with you know we're we're in discussion with one of the companies that we service now and doing that for themselves and other companies that come in and and, and they interview. Those are business infrastructures that we're implementing in the company overall. I know I'm about to start getting these text messages like we're talking too damn much. I ain't got to look. So it's just like all all these things, man. We're definitely not just a podcast company. We're just not filming shows. And this show is not the main. It's not the main thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. The podcast, podcast space was is our main company. And that's where we're building sustainable and scalable services. But there's a company even over that. So we own, so the main company is Live Digital Box. That's my, that's the main full service agency. Podcasting is just a productized services under podcast. The Live Digital Box go back to your marketing. It goes back to the whole thing. Yeah. Because that's visibility. Podcasting is just a visibility product. Yeah. We have multiple products. So you'll, we have. Get into the street and all that. We have, we have things where we just do event recaps. We have things we just do about me videos. We have products like we just. Have certain pro like just web designing. You might see the brand, don't have no idea I own that, but you're getting a visibility from that brand. You're just buying web services, buying web services, but it's all controlled by here. So when we open up, uh, before I leave, I'll show you two, three things that I'm working on. So before, I have to go to a meeting with us, the CEO of this company real quick. Um, I'm gonna show you where we're opening up in this building, where we're opening up other offices just to add this, add, add this, add that. It's just the beginning, man. We're cooking good, man. Anything else, my brother? Give your info. I got to wrap it up. We're going to talk after this, too. Give my info? Please, so people can know how to connect with you. <laughs> look at the camera? Whatever you want. You can look yeah. in the sky if you want, but look at <laughs> the camera. Um, my Instagram is BenjiBlue underscore. Um, I got a YouTube channel, BenjiBlue underscore. That's it. You can follow me. Check me out. More content coming. Say less, my brother. God bless. Good night. Appreciate you. <laughs>